0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast from Fansided. I'm Bryce Olin, editor of NetflixLife.com, and I'm joined by my co-host and Fansided Entertainment Director, Cody Schultz. Uh, We've got a bunch of Netflix news and rumors to get to in today's episode. Then we're going to make some big predictions about the Golden Globes. Don't worry, Netflix is going to win a ton of these. Netflix Life, a streaming TV podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on NetflixLife.com. You can subscribe by clicking the little I with circles around it. It's like a little antenna um, on the podcast player. And if you like the podcast, we're asking uh, our uh, listeners to leave us a review wherever you subscribe with your favorite sh- Netflix show right now. Let's get into some big rumors, though. So, Cody, rumor has it that Marvel is considering some big stuff with some old characters.
1: Yeah. so the the buzzy rumor right now is whether we might potentially see like Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage um, kind of return to the Marvel universe. Of course, the show started on Netflix and their deal with Marvel kind of fizzled out once Disney kind of went into the streaming game on their own with Disney Plus. Their relationship quickly like pivoted, like everything from Netflix uh, with Marvel just kind of stopped existing. So during the Television Critics Association day, Kevin Feige, who of course is like the mastermind of Marvel and like has his hands in every single project. Basically was asked like, what's the future? Could we see them back? Cause there's a lot of buzz about the rights finally reverting back to Disney and Marvel after the deal with Netflix. And so he basically said, I think we could probably see them coming back. He was very vague, which is such a Marvel thing to do. Um, But he said, not exactly sure on the exact contract, but perhaps someday, which everyone has taken as like the ultimate go ahead. Like, yes, it's happening. He didn't like (laughs) shut it down. It's like, he didn't say it's happening, but he's like, perhaps someday. And everyone is running with it, which I think is because everyone loved those shows like Daredevil and Jessica Jones in particular were such great Marvel TV before WandaVision, like their own, you know, the cinematic universe. These were great shows and they were done so well that it's, there wasn't like a fault of the show. Like that was what led to the cancellation. It was just simply the relationship between these two parties kind of fizzled.
0: Yeah. It was like, I remember it was kind of around the time the like Disney plus rumors started circulating about, uh, would there be, you know, ha- like what was the future like for these Netflix shows? And then all of a sudden it was just like, boom, 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 everything's canceled. Netflix <laughs> like washed their hands. And that was it. Uh, there's been some speculation about, uh, Charlie Cox joining Spider-Man three too. I don't know if that's been confirmed. Right. Yeah. The,
1: right now everything's kind of speculation. And if you trust Tom Holland, <laughs> like no one's going to be in the next Spider-Man three. Yeah. Don't trust
0: Cause... Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But the other fun thing I think with the Marvel Netflix news was that he kind of, they kind of made an insinuation that the Netflix shows weren't a hit compared to like WandaVision. And when right. he defended the shows, he's like, I think like legions of agents, the shield fans, Daredevil fans, Jessica Jones fans, and Luke, uh, Luke Cage fans would disagree with that. And he kind of like shut out Iron Fist, which became like this thing on Twitter of like, even Kevin Feige wasn't a fan of Marvel Fist or Iron Fist. And so I don't think that's when we'll see ever return to the Marvel Netflix universe.
0: Yeah, probably not. I hope if they revisit it, they could at least like get it right with like casting. And I think there's like, it's such a rich story. Do you think that like how smart they've been with like a show like WandaVision that they could figure out a way to do Iron Fist and bring uh what's it, Danny Rand? Danny Rand is somewhere into the MCU. (laughs) It definitely wasn't the same as Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Daredevil Lowe. Like those are beloved characters and I think that he was right in defending how many people still want those shows. I mean, we still see like the hashtag save daredevil pop up every once in a while on Twitter. And it's just, it like breaks my heart a little bit because like (laughs) I really, there's just nothing like those on in like superhero TV right now. It doesn't feel like, Uh, but hopefully, hopefully in the future, they get, uh, that gets revisited.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think that's a great segue into like the next piece of big news in the world of Netflix is, The CW dropped its schedule and it was very, very interesting to say the least. I think the biggest thing, which fits perfectly on brand with us, was Riverdale. is taking (laughs) like this random pre-planned hiatus. But because of that, it won't come back until July, which it's very like bizarre to me. Don't you agree?
0: I agree. Yeah. So they released the full spring schedule and it it seems like that this was they said this was pre-planned. I don't quite understand it unless they're like staggering it for some reason but it does affect a lot of people who we were expecting like maybe july we'd see riverdale season five on netflix us uh and now it's looking like the show's not even going to be halfway done at that point so what does that do to the netflix release date for riverdale season five like it's probably september maybe october if there's another break i don't know it's crazy right (laughs)
1: Yeah. And the other one, we, you know, we kind of had this anticipation that All-American would be coming maybe May or June, depending on when it wrapped Mm -hmm. and it's still on their schedule come June. And so it's like, what does this mean for these Netflix shows? Because as we're talking about, you know, eventually the schedule is starting to get to that interesting point where the content because of the networks is slowing down. And I'm like, what does this mean for All-American?
0: Yeah. I know we were expecting All-American, you know, pre-pandemic, It would be like March probably would be on Netflix. And now I guess it's good that that's still on schedule. Let's just like cross our fingers and hope that nothing happens there that slows it down or pushes it back even later in the year. That would be less than stellar, I think. And then another big item, no Supergirl, right?
1: Yeah, Supergirl was M.I.A. Um, I'm thinking what they might be doing is holding Supergirl for late summer. They confirmed Mm. during the premiere of Superman and Lois uh, that Stargirl season two is going to be coming late summer. I feel like those two would pair like really well, like as a double, you know, a double feature on like Monday or Tuesday nights or whenever they end up scheduling it. It'll be interesting to see what late summer though is defined as because if we've got like Riverdale and all American still going in June and July, is late summer going to be August and September? And then it's like just this constant (laughs) domino effect.
0: Yeah, and then it just pushes everything back. Like, if if these shows don't come back in October, then it's going to probably happen again. And, like, I don't know, is, is this, like, the schedule for next year, Riverdale, next year, All-American? Well, it's just, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, we've got some other big Netflix news. Well, it's sort of, it's like, um, it's like borderline news. We, <laughs> nothing's confirmed. It's, like, sort of rumors. But it's about Tiger King season two. Some of the cast, basically... Or I guess they're they you'd call them subjects because it's a documentary from uh, the first season went on cameo and shared that there's another season in the works and then hinted that it would be March or April before we'd see Tiger King season two again Netflix has not confirmed anything we've seen stuff like this in the past I'm trying can you think of an, any examples Cody where the rumors get hot uh, and then uh, it, it like starts to I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm thinking of another show that this has happened for, but I can't right now.
1: Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on my, I know it happens a lot though. Like people pick up a rumor and then it just takes off and suddenly it's everywhere. I think what'd be interesting with tiger King is it was like the perfect storm for Netflix right at the peak of quarantine. And so that's what I think helped it take off and become the smash hit that it was like, no one saw it. It was a sleeper hit. I don't know if a second season, if it happens, if they'd even have that same success, just because, Granted, we don't have quite like we're still in that weird state, but there's more like to watch now. Like there's other Netflix Netflix shows. The shows are back on like cable and you know the broadcast networks, and so it'd be one of those weird things of would it be that could they you know strike lightning twice or would it be like uh we're just it's there now.
0: Yeah, I think I, I just thought of this. Making a Murderer is a pretty good example that premiered like very early in Netflix's like original run. Then it was, like, a huge hit, probably the biggest documentary series for the streaming service at that time. And then they renewed it for season two, started making it. It didn't come out for a long time. And then the se- second season didn't hit at all. So I could see that happening. If if it, like, stretches out beyond... If it's not this spring and it stretches out, like, a couple of years, like, no one will pay attention, I don't think, to this. I think everyone just kind of wants it to go away, honestly. Um, let's just... Jump into Golden Globes this Sunday. Is it NBC? NBC, yep. And hosted by Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. We're going to predict the major categories. So let's just get it started with, uh, for Best Motion Picture Drama, the nominees are Nomadland, The Trial of the Chicago 7, Mank, Promising Young Woman, and The Father. Cody, who do you think is going to win uh, this this category?
1: So for me, I I'm going to go with The Trial of the Chicago 7. I think it's kind of like a perfect, um, perfect storm in terms of like the, it's got all of the little things that check the boxes. I think it's like a really like solid cast. I think No Man Land is going to one, I could nudge it out. It's good between those two, I think. Plus the fact that it's Netflix, are kind of like a favorite across the board. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. I don't think there's a bad pick necessarily in this category, but Woody, who's your favorite for this one?
0: That's I think The Trial of the Chicago 7 is a strong pick. Everyone loves Aaron Sorkin. I think Land, like you mentioned, is probably going to win. I would like it to be Mank because I think that was probably the best movie of the year and the year with no movies or whatever they're calling it. Uh, But yeah, I think that that was probably uh, David Fincher. Gary Oldman was incredible. Um, Amanda Seyfried was really good, too. I think that that's that that would be perfect for me. And I want Netflix to win. So (laughs) that that's a that's my pick. Should we move on to the uh, predictions for best motion picture, musical, or comedy?
1: Yeah, let's dive in.
0: All right, so the nominees for this one are very interesting. We've got, like, (laughs) a really big spread. We've got Hamilton, Borat, subsequent movie film, The Prom, Palm Springs, and Music. The only one I'm not really familiar with is Music. Uh, I have no idea what that's about. But, uh, Cody, who who do you think is going to win this category?
1: So I think this one, like... I. It's Hamilton's to lose. Like, the buzz around Hamilton has been, like, constant. I believe, you know, it won the Tony. I'm pretty sure it could have a a fair chance at winning an Oscar. Yeah. And, no, I think it won even at the Grammys with, like, music and all that because the Grammys have all those weird, you know, categories for stuff other than just the mainstream radio music. I could see, like, if there's going to be someone to upset, the prom could potentially do it. I was honestly somewhat surprised to see it. And the fact that it broke into that race, it has Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep, which anytime Meryl Streep is involved with something, like, like the (laughs) award critics just like go to it um so i think it's going to be a musical though on that end not a comedy
0: yeah the comedy is in the category borat and palm springs i like both of those movies i don't know how they stack up against hamilton and the prom like you mentioned i was a little bit surprised to see the prom but then i watched it and it was really good because i I missed it the first time when it came out uh i too think hamilton will win just because that was such a huge success for disney plus i think so many people watch that it has so many people or you know the actors are like going on to bigger better things it was just it's a good pick i think to win that one um any do you have a sleeper in this one do you think that there's a chance that a borat or a palm springs could break through i
1: think if either of those two have like an odd i think it could be borat um right just because i feel like that's probably the more buzzier of the two. I feel like it had some buzz. I don't know if the first film won. I know of course this was a sequel and the first one came out years ago. Um, So I feel like if there's a sleeper between those two, it might be because it wasn't Palm Springs, a Hulu original.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. With Andy Samberg. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, And I feel like Hulu hasn't had the best track record
0: with like movies in terms of like the award circuit. Yeah, that's fair. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, This is my favorite award of the night. It's the best TV series drama it's always like if you win this, it's like you're like the top TV show for the year, basically, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like the ultimate bragging rights for
1: the rest of the season.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. So the nominees are The Crown, Ozark, The Mandalorian, the show I can't pronounce, Ratchet-ed, Ratchet did uh, Ratchet, and then Love Ca- Lovecraft Country um, on HBO Max. Uh, what's your What's your take on this this race?
1: I feel like I'll be absolutely stunned if The Crown doesn't win this one. Um, I feel like every year that the crowns had a new season, they've been like the critical darling that year. Like they mm-hmm. sweep all the major categories this year, I think is one of their most deserving like, I think it was a really compelling season with the Diana storyline I mean, look at the fact that three, I believe of the actresses from the crown are nominated in the best actress race alongside yeah. all of Ozark. <laughs> so I feel like that's who is like the front runner. Personally, I'd love to see The Mandalorian win just because I'd love to see one of these big, like, epic, you know, stories kind of finally sneak in and take home one of those top awards. But I'd be shocked if The Crown doesn't take it.
0: Yeah, I think The Mandalorian would be really cool just because, like, huge shows don't really... I mean, The Crown is a huge show, don't get me wrong. But The Mandalorian, like, they never... Shows like that don't really ever seem to get love, uh, even though... Like, it was probably the biggest show of the year, I would say, just in in terms of, like, the fan interest and, like, what everyone was talking about, The like, in between each episode and stuff. I would love to see Ozark win because I think that season three was the strongest season. It's, like, the dark horse in this category for sure. I don't see Ratchet or Lovecraft Country winning... Um, the crown is probably is the heavy, heavy favorite. I would be very surprised if the crown ever lost a a Golden Globe. We can talk about the other award (laughs) shows for the crown and like how well they actually do, but the Hollywood Foreign Press Association loves the crown. (laughs) And the last one, best TV series, musical or comedy nominees: Schitt's Creek, Ted Lasso, The Great, The Flight Attendant, and. Suppri- so the most surprising nomination that we've talked about so far, Emily in Paris. Uh, who do you, who do you got in this category?
1: Yeah, I guess I could go bold and say Emily in Paris is going to get the <laughs> surprise win. Um, I'm still kind of shocked that one got nominated just because it doesn't seem like something the golden globes would go for. To me, yeah, I know. I think Schitt's Creek is like the favorite here. It's one of those shows where it never really got recognition before, like during its early runs. But then as we saw with the Emmys last year or earlier this year, whenever they aired, um, <laughs> they swept in all of the big categories and it's like finally the press and the critics, they're giving it like the do
0: like in their last season. So I feel right. like it's,
1: it's going to be a strong feat for any of these other nomination, you know, nominees to knock them off the throne.
0: I think that's, that's totally fair. I think Ted Lasso is the dark horse underrated pick here. Jason Sudeikis was amazing in that. It seems like it has this like groundswell of like people who love this, but aren't, no one's really picking it against Shit's Creek. And that's, I think, because of all the love that Schitt's Creek got at the Emmys. And just like, you know, when shows are in their last season and they like sign off, like this is their last opportunity. Like it just makes sense to go with that pick when Ted Lasso, I think is coming back for like another two seasons. So it can have its time. Let's give it to Shit's Creek though. And then uh, do you have any bold predictions? Anything you're really feeling strongly about?
1: Yeah. You know, my Emily in Paris love is there, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I think my bold prediction and something I'd love to see is Schitt's Creek sweeping the comedy acting races. Again, we saw it happen at the Emmys. I don't know if ever in the, like, the history of like the award circuit, if an acting team has like swept at the Emmys and the golden globes. And I think that'd be such like a nice like little win for that show. Cause it was so underrated in its early seasons, always overlooked and to be able to go and get, because there uh, you've got Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, Dan Levy and then Annie Murphy are all nominated in the various acting races. So my bold prediction is that they're going to sweep it again this year
0: and lock everything else up and take home the the coveted Globes. How about you? Well, that would be so amazing if that happens because that that the clean sweep in the Golden Globes and the Emmys like that's like all time status. I know that they already like all time for the Emmys, but that would just be like otherworldly legend status uh, for Schitt's Creek. I think for me, this is like what i want to happen it's not necessarily like my super bold prediction but i really hope that ozark uh does really well in the drama categories i think that the third season was basically the best by far of the series so far head and shoulders above the first two with the performances the story like caught up and was it like made sense everything was like the the shock value was there with the performances i think that would be really cool to see i think the crown probably is going to be the one if any show is going to sweep it'll be the crown just because like that's just what this show does it just wins awards and people watch it and then it takes a really long time for the next season and then it wins more awards when it comes back with a whole new cast uh but yeah i would really like to see ozark um do well Let's see. Any, any last thoughts on We're running out of time a little bit, but any last parting words?
1: Um, I think it'll be another big year for Netflix. That's my overall prediction is I think they're going to more so than any year in the past, they're going to do really well on the movie side, which is going to make their final total even higher than normal. For sure. Um, And I think like it was a perfect year for Netflix to kind of sweep in and have like its biggest year yet with everyone going to Netflix for their, you know, movies and TV needs in 2020. It just makes sense for them to have this huge going globe year.
0: That's I totally agree with you. Couldn't say it better myself. Uh, Unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. New episodes of the Netflix Live podcast are released on Fridays and Mondays. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next time.